Every now and again, we cover a case that seems to create a new narrative. It takes a story that we already know well and flips it on its head. Hello, and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline Podcast. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Ashin. Hello! Jesus fucking Christ. Trying to deafen me? I was just responding in kind. That was very... Yeah, okay. How are you this week, Ashin? This week, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. festive? It is... uh, Christmas is almost upon us. Christmas is just around the corner. Am I feeling festive? I think it hasn't kicked in yet, but I think it's about to, because, like, we have... We didn't take the Christmas tree down last year. What? But it, it wasn't like an evergreen tree or like a fir tree. It was like a skiok that we got from a field. We left it up because it, it, it like you know it didn't. It's not. It wasn't a festive or Christmassy looking tree. We just left the fairy lights on it and called it a wishmas tree, really. But now we're starting to put the Christmas decorations up on it and it's starting to look a bit more Christmassy. <laughs> so um, all right, <laughs> that's different. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. I just got the regular old tree, you know, stuck it inside. It's dying at the minute. I don't think I've watered it at all, so yeah, <laughs> it probably many, won't see Christmas Day. But <laughs> how many trees die? Right? Like, well, they have to grow the trees in order to sell them. Is how I see this it, is right? True. So okay, we'll we'll make peace with it that way. Yeah, like for every tree that I buy, someone's gonna have to plant another one. You know, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, we, can't, we can't all be like my family and go and find a branch. Yeah. Because that, that, that's all it is. It's not a, like, it is, it has no semblance of a is tree, it really. dead? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, it was dead when we got it. It was dead on pot. arrival. You know, like, some people have, like, those trees that are in, like, massive pots that they just, yeah. Oh, God, no. No, not at all. I, I'll actually I'll put a picture of it on the Discord because... <laughs> but I've got a juicy story for you this week. And as I said at the start of the episode, it links with a cryptid that I would say nearly everyone has heard of at this point. And I will tell you soon which cryptid that is. But first, I need to introduce you to this story. Because this is wild. Okay. So this That's is what I'm here for. Technically classified as a UFO encounter. I mean, the story is about either a cryptid, alien, or just like a really creepy person called Indrid Cold. Have you ever heard of this before by any chance? No, no. He is also known as the Smiling Man. Uh. Now, I will point out that there is a creepypasta that is called The Smiling Man. This is not him. This is like a real... Well, I say real. Like, people have encountered this. Okay. Whereas The Creepypasta is just a story, but it's... Similar description. So it's October 16th, 1966. And two boys called Martin Nuvo and James Yanchitis are walking home in New Jersey on 4th Street. It's dark and it's cold out. And suddenly, the boys see a figure up ahead on the road standing behind a fence so apparently on the other side of this fence it's like it's like a sheer it's like almost like a sheer drop it's like very very steep slope so it's very strange that somebody would be standing behind this fence in the first place Mm -hmm. and as they approached the figure they both started to get weird vibes from him just something's kind of off something seems to stand out about this guy and getting closer to the figure they noticed that the man was completely hairless wearing a strange shiny metal green suit not metal but like you know kind of like a shimmery yeah like a metallic the lights kind of reflect off it weird okay and the man was staring right at them with a massive grin on his face so this is a quote from Martin the man was over six feet tall and was dressed in a sparkling green covered costume that shimmered and seemed to reflect the street lights 
There was a wide black belt around his waist, and he had a very dark complexion. And little round eyes, real beady, set far apart. So he had very small eyes that were set far apart, and a big, big smile on his face. But what the boys noticed about the man was that he had no ears or nose. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. And like no hair at all. So just like this kind of like not quite human looking person. I'm just picturing it as like someone had done like a stick figure. And then you know they give a stick figure a smiley face. And then that was just turned into human. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. No, no, neither do I. I said it now and I've given myself the willies lot. That's a good description of it though. Yeah, but that was enough for them to be completely freaked out and they started running away from the man and when they turned around, they saw that the man was kind of coming over the fence towards them, but they managed to run away and escape in time. But they couldn't quite shake the strange occurrence. And that same night in New Jersey, many people reported sightings of a UFO. There was actually a police officer who saw a UFO as well, like a diamond-shaped craft that was emitting light. And a woman earlier that night uh, claims that she was chased by a man in a shiny green suit as well. So it's just this weird kind of coincidence that people are seeing lights in the sky and this really freaky looking man is running around the place. Yeah. So that's the very, very first reported sighting of the smiling man. That's not the end of the story, though, because this isn't the last time the strange man is seen. There was another sighting of him. This one is much stranger. It's a lot weirder. This was on November 2nd, 1966 in Parksburg. Parkersburg. West Virginia, baby. (gasps) We're and this is home. around this is around the same time uh, as the Mothman sightings. So this is kind of like West the Mothman Syria is like happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, West Virginia, baby, which is crazy. <laughs> like I was I was looking at the area on a map where Parkersburg mm-hmm. is. It's about an hour's drive away from Point Pleasant. <laughs> and in between Point Pleasant and Parkersburg <laughs> is Flatwoods. West Virginia, what's going on? Seriously. Like, <laughs> It has to be the most paranormal spot in the world or something, right? Like, it's just it. all this crazy shit going on. I've realized this is, we have made, at this stage, West Virginia baby, our unofficial, like, tagline. <laughs> what, like the slogan state. of the podcast? Yeah, un- unofficial, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, pretty it, much. It doesn't cro- it's not every episode, but it, it's said more often than not. West Virginia baby. We need to go to West Virginia. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and get t-shirts that say West Virginia baby. Yeah. So a man named Woodrow Barenberger, what a name, by the way. What excellent. Was driving his way home on Interstate 77 until he heard a loud crash from behind him and he could see the headlights of a car coming up behind him and the car just like flew past him and overtook him. And it was being followed by like this unusual ship. The unidentifiable vehicle appeared to land like in front of his truck. And the other car like just sped off down the road. So he was like trapped by this spacecraft that just like landed in front of him, blocked the road on him. So I assume this other car was like being chased by this alien <laughs> and just like saw it trap somebody else and just kept going. Let's see ya. Yeah, like not my problem. <laughs> Which is kind of shitty. <laughs> Sound but, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Woodrow was now like trapped by this this spacecraft. You know, he couldn't get around the road. it. Yeah. He tried, like, going around it, he tried veering off, but there was no luck. It was so long that it was kind of, like, blocking the entire road. He described it as an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney, flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck, and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center. So it's kind of like, you know those oil lamps, the way they have, like, Mm. the big circle bit where the the flame would be, and then it kind of tapers off to, like, a little chimney? Yeah. It's a very strange description of a ship. I don't think I've ever heard one like that before. Yeah, I haven't heard one before, but uh, I mean, 
when it comes to outer space. Yeah, exactly. God knows how many makes and models there are. It's not the sports model, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. It's the kerosene lamp model. (laughs) (laughs) So a man appeared from the vehicle and Woodrow could see that the man had a massive grin on his face. So kind of like a latch opened up from the spaceship and this guy came out of it. And he had a dark tan. So he noticed that about his skin. He was like very tan looking. Mm -hmm. And he walked up to Woodrow. He walked up to Woodrow and asked him to roll down the window. After a while, Woodrow noticed that the man wasn't speaking with his mouth, like his mouth stayed in a grin, but he was communicating with him through some sort of like, is it telekinesis? Is that the right word? Telepathy, probably. Telepathy? Yeah, he was using like telekinesis telepathy. Telekinesis is like throwing stuff around. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I wrote telekinesis, but I knew that was wrong when I was reading it. Through the telepathy, the grinning man introduced himself as Indrid Cold. So he told him that his name was Indrid Cold. Mm. And Munro said, His face looked like he had a good tan, a deep suntan. It was not too dark, but it was just like he'd been out in the sun a lot and had a good tan. His hair was combed back, and it was a dark brown, and he seemed to have a good, thick head of hair. His eyebrows, his face, and his features were very normal. I don't believe that he looked any different from any other man that you would meet on the street. Indrid Cold asked Woodrow a bunch of questions about where he was going, what the name of the nearest town was, and said that he just wanted to know more about the human race and that he would visit Derenberger again. So Indrid... Indrid is the, is the alien, by the way. I feel like mm-hmm. I just need to specify that. It sounds too normal to be like, oh yes, Indrid, referring to an uh, alien. <laughs> Maybe Indrid that's exactly reveals- how he wants to be referred, like, you know? Yeah, it Sounds like he's trying his best to fit in. <laughs> Indrid revealed that he was from the planet Lanulos in the galaxy of Genemedes. I, I I picture that somewhere out there there is like galaxy wide tourist office. Do you think? <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope some. I hope there's there's like. Do you think there's like there. interplanetary trade that we're just not involved in? Oh, one hundred percent. If if there is that sort of thing going on out there, we're just not being included, and yeah. I wouldn't blame them. I, I like I wouldn't include us. No, I wouldn't either. We'd probably export plastic or some shite. Who needs that? What do we export? So, we, we export, like, unnecessary aggression. They're, they're really confrontational. <laughs> we are, though. We just are. I think it's just, like, a, a side effect of having to, like, survive on this planet for so many years. <laughs> you just gotta be aggressive to live, don't you? Not not anymore, but... Not uh, anymore, but that's I remember, only I remember, recently. I remember seeing a thing. Sorry, this is a tangent. I remember reading a thing, and it was like... Can you imagine, like, alien PSAs about humans? Is there, like, <laughs> did you know that a human can, you know, can lose a limb and still continue on? It can it hunt you down. And we don't or, like, grow it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, like, you know, humans in pursuit of beauty will weld metal to their teeth. I was just going to say that we lose our teeth, but they don't grow back. And then we just, like, in the wild, you just starve and die <laughs> perish <laughs> that's literally like oh you're you're too old now anyway so you might as well just die <laughs> wow wow i'm glad we're past all that though yeah absolutely <laughs> we're still nowhere near intergalactic trade though i think that's more of a technology thing i don't think so <laughs> i think that's just us humans being dickheads <laughs> oh yeah yeah no we i can't that, help ourselves I, I wouldn't include us no no so woodrow received multiple biz- visits from Indrid Cold after this incident and even his family had seen Indrid, the smiling man. It got so bad that his wife eventually divorced him just to escape the ordeal. Like she had seen him multiple times as well and was just like, nope, I'm done with this. Wow. That, 
That's kind of Doesn't that sad. just suck? Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. He this wrote a whole book on it as well. He's making potentially, he's making first contact. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sending you a link here. Um, this is a recording of Woodrow Erdenberg describing the event himself. And this man stood there and he, he first asked me what I was called. And I knew he meant my name and I told him my name. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened, we wish you no harm. He said, we mean you no harm, we wish you only happiness. And uh, I told him my name, and when I told him my name, he said he was called Cold. That was the name that he was called by. And he asked me what the city of Parkinsburg, he pointed to the lights, he didn't point, but he gave the impression that he was pointing, and he asked me what that was called. And I told him it was a Parkersburg, it was a city, a town, and he asked me if most all the people lived in my, this city or town. And I explained to him uh, that it was a place of business, it's where we transacted our business, that the people lived in communities, outlying communities, most of the people. And when I told him that this was a city, he said that his where his home was, that that was called a gathering. And uh, again, he told me not to be frightened, which I was. I was, I was very frightened. And as far as I can understand, this was all mental. There was no spoken words from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face. He was he appeared very courteous and friendly. And after I talked with him a while, he told me he would see me. He said, we will see you again. And he left in his vehicle. Now, and Mr. Dernberger, for the sake of our television audience here, uh, the, the words that you used, cold, cold would be like uh, Cold is his name. This is how it sounded to you that his name was Cold. Yes. And That's the the word gathering was like uh, we would know together or something like this. Yes, it's what he meant. That was the impression that he gave. And he did not move his lips nor utter any sound whatsoever. He he talked with you in in telepathy then. That was right. That his lips did not move he uttered no words at all but you talked i mean you he did yes i talked he told me he told me twice that i could either talk or i could think which either would be better or easier for me this was an instant thing this wasn't there was no hesitation on his part nor on your part you knew immediately what he was That's communicating correct. to you and he knew immediately what you were communicating to him that is right that's Woodrow Derenberger back in 1966, shortly after the encounter. Um, he's explaining everything that happened to him. The whole interview is actually pretty interesting. They go into a lot of detail and the, the interviewer is like asking him a lot of detailed questions about what he saw. So you get everything you need from that mm-hmm. interview. When, when you can go into that sort of level of detail, kind of, I don't mean like off the cuff, like he's making it up. I mean, off the cuff, like he's drawing on a memory. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if there's anybody who could do like, uh, um, you know, like the body language reading of it, but like just through the language of 
what he's hmm. saying, you know, and, and read whether or not it sounds uh -huh. like he's lying or not. Because I watched yeah. somebody do something on that, along those lines, to Bob Lazar, and it was right. it was very interesting to watch uh, body language Bob. experts talk about it. If you're enjoying the podcast, think about helping us out by checking out our Patreon. This helps us keep the podcast running, and you get exclusive access to our Discord, where we are always chatting about the latest episodes and posting spooky things like memes, behind-the-scenes photos, and extra information on our episodes. So subscribe to us at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by simply rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take too long and it really helps us out so we can continue bringing you weekly episodes for you to listen to. You can also follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram where you can stay up to date on the latest uploads. We're at ParanormalHL on Twitter and at ParanormalHotline on Instagram. Yeah, so what do you make of the smiling man so far? It's kind of a... It's weird, right? It's kind of like Uncanny Valley or something. Kind of. See, when you first said it to me, the first description, I had, you know, like a very twisted sort of smile going on. Yeah. Kind of like, a, you know, I, I think there is a couple of art pieces and I think one of them was used for a creepypasta as well. Yeah, yeah. A that's super the thing. demented like, looking You would fella. think of the creepypasta, like yeah, yeah. cheek to cheek smile, kind of like the Joker kind of looking thing. Yeah, or um, what's the name of the teacher in Assassination Classroom? He has a big smile. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, he didn't have hair or anything in the first description. No, he kind of had like weird features. Yeah. But then the second one, it, see, it sounds like, you know, he has a good head of hair, his eyebrows. Um, More human looking. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, is he trying to blend in? Like, is over time? <laughs> because, you know, these are one happened after the other. Did, yeah. Like, he collect enough information the first time to kind of go, this is what people kind of look like. It's a good point. And I mean, if you were trying to make like a friendly face for people... Yeah, like, and you didn't really know people that well. The default would be a smile because that's, you know, not threatening. <laughs> that's another thing. You, we smile and like, oh, you show your teeth, you know, when you're smiling. Or some people do. I don't really. But then, yeah. in the animal kingdom, to, to yeah. bear your teeth is like a warning or like yeah, a get away yeah. from me. That's true. Like if you see a dog showing its teeth, like that's a warning sign. He was saying that he 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 seemed very polite. He had a polite expression and yeah. You know, he, he was saying it was almost human features. So, I, I, in the in Woodrow's account, I I don't think it was that creepy looking or anything. The fact that the that his mouth doesn't move when he's talking, like he's using his uh, when he's using his telepathy, and, and the fact that the teeth don't don't move, like it makes me wonder if there's no mouth behind there, and it's yeah. just like it's just like solid but with teeth. Like that just creeps me out. I don't like that. Or whatever material he's made out of, just yeah. looking like that. <laughs> I don't like it. You know the way like octopuses can like take shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. You know they can like they can grow horns, but not really. Yeah, but yeah. Kind of. There's that one octopus that can look like a turkey. <laughs> what? There's, there's a really weird video of an octopus walking underwater uh, oh, I've seen like the a walking, turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange looking. But there's another noteworthy encounter of the smiling man. This time, in Point Pleasant itself. Oh my god. Yup. <laughs> the home of the Mothman. Uh, this is with the Lily family. Um, they were dealing with a horrible poltergeist. As well as having a poltergeist, they were kind of like seeing these peculiar lights in the sky above their home on like a nightly basis. So you live in Point Pleasant. You're already worried about the Mothman and, you know, you're safe <laughs> in your home or whatever. But then there's like shit moving around. And there's lights in the sky. There's no escape for these people. <laughs> your local harbinger of doom. like pestered. Like they need a witcher or something. 
<laughs> yeah, according to Mrs. Lily, uh, we've seen all kinds of strange things. Blue lights, green ones, red ones, things that change color. Some have been so low that we thought we could see diamond-shaped windows in them, and none of them make any noise at all. So they described seeing diamond-shaped windows, which is similar to the sighting that was in New Jersey, where mm. the policeman said he could see like a diamond shape. So that's oh, interesting. like he was seeing the windows from afar sort of thing? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Lily's daughter was the one who had a run-in with the smiling man, however. She said, It was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around my bed and stood there right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked again, he was gone. So that's just another sighting of the smiling man within the same vicinity. That one kind of sounds like sleep paralysis to me. It does a bit. But I'm fairly certain that the smiling man is kind of seen a lot in sleep paralysis. Kind of like the the hat man that people see. Some people just see a smiling man. So I wonder if there's something to that. There could be. There's, it's also like kind of like dream people. A lot of the time, faces, yeah, don't read. But you 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 notice something weird, like the grin or something, or like the eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. But like faces are normally. It's not that they're blank. It's that you just don't heed notice of them or anything. Yeah, yeah. So there have been like numerous other sightings of the smiling man as well. There was one sighting of him of him near Nevada, and there was another sighting of him near Italy all describing the same smile and the same shiny green suit. So the green suit kind of gets me, because, like, the smile yeah. I can kind of write off as, okay, that's creepy, but, you know, other people might see that. But the suit, it's like, the green shiny suit <laughs> is really distinct and weird, right? That's that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the guy in Italy actually said that it was, like, a checkered green suit. <laughs> so he's got, like, more style because he's in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and going around like a Minecraft creeper. <laughs> Imagine, he just blows up. So who is this grinning man? Is he a cryptid that was overlooked due to the Mothman sightings? Or does he have a connection to the Mothman? Yeah, so apparently there's a podcast that's kind of like a D&D, Dungeons & Dragons type podcast called Adventure Zone, where they have mm-hmm. Indrid Cold, but he's like... <laughs> He's like the human version of Mothman, like as in like kind of like werewolf. Okay. Like he turns into the Mothman, which is kind oh, of interesting. I love, it. I love it. I'm gonna have to check that out now. Just you know, that's yeah. a crossover of many of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm kind of referencing at the start is that Indrid is kind of really associated with the Mothman because mm-hmm. they were so similar in time and yeah, both kind of really weird. <laughs> like would have been on people's minds at the same time. Like yeah, pretty much. Mothman kind of took over a bit. I think Mothman's mm-hmm. kind of like the face of cryptids now really and, and we we love them for it yeah West Virginia sounds like a fun place in the 60s like <laughs> Mothman to the left of me smiling man to the right stuck Here in I the am, middle on with a ghosts. collapsing bridge <laughs> do you think um, they're like a tag team like a, like a wrestling duo I don't know. See, what I was thinking is, like, is the Mothman the lost pet of Indrid Cold? Like, did he accidentally oh set his pet free and he had to, like, <laughs> go find it? He's going to look. He got out of, like, the, the oil the, lamp spaceship. The spaceship, yeah. He, he popped out of the chimney and caused destruction. <laughs> or was Mothman, like, predicting the appearance of Indrid Cold? Hmm. <gasps> oh. Hmm. The Mothman prophecies, man. What was really like? What the heck was going on in West Virginia, though? Like, <laughs> people were seeing all this mad shit like all the time. I was watching um, like a documentary about these various sort of things, 
all <laughs> over America. Yeah. And I watched the, you know, I've only ever seen one episode. I was just like screwing around on Disney Plus. And I watched the the one episode about like, you know, Mothman and Point Pleasant. And your man just like, he starts off on the hunt and then it just ends up with like this whole big thing of like the big mining companies and like the chemicals that are, oh they're pumping God. out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you yeah, know, I, I can get what you're getting at. I, I kind of like, 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 want to believe in Mothman too, though. <laughs> I do have another theory, though. Okay. Have you ever heard of Valiant Thor? No. <laughs> I have neither. I don't neither. think so. Uh, and then I realized that he was actually a character in American Horror Story. But let me tell you all about Valiant Thor. Okay. So a man named Frank E. Stranges wrote a book, and in it, he claimed that on March 16th, 1957, three aliens landed in a field in Virginia, led by their commander, called Valiant Thor. Great name. Yeah, it is a great name. Um, The police were the first people to show up on the site, and Valiant Thor requested to speak with the president. He was first taken to the Secretary of Defense, uh, and then to President Eisenhower. They told him that they had been watching the humans since they discovered nuclear warfare and warned of the dangers it would do. Or it would have. You know, the usual spiel. Mm-hmm. The aliens always show up and tell us nu- nuclear is bad. <laughs> Basically, all the time. I really, like, hope we understand as, like, as a whole, they are bad. E- even, like, you know, I-, I know, even if, like, you know, whatever, you're president of of America and you have, like, this world-ending weapon. I hope you know that, like, while you, you might think you need it for the safety of your country, it is still bad. I- what has he said? Uh, Oppenheimer said when he cr- created the, the bomb? I have become death to the destroyer of worlds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Valiant Thor knew that. <laughs> yeah, apparently Valiant Thor stayed on Earth for three years before he left. And he was described as being almost completely human looking, except that he had six fingers on his hand. Oh. Um, he also claimed to be from Venus, where they all lived underground, apparently. I sent you a picture there of... Uh, what are supposed to be pictures of Valiant Thor, if you want to take a look okay. at them. He's a regular looking dude. He's pretty... Ra- yeah, I can't really count how many fingers he has there. No. But he's got like that slicked back hair. Mm-hmm. He you looks know, a bit he's debonair. very human looking. Apparently Eisenhower wanted to tell the public about like Valiant Thor and these other worlds and stuff, but Richard Nixon convinced him not to. Boo! Boo Tricky Nixon. dick. <laughs> That's all I think about when I think of Nixon. I think of uh, Futurama. That's probably the best thing you could think about him, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. um, why would he do that? Like, why Nixon? <sighs> Valiant Thor is also a great name for a band. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because there is a band called Valiant <gasps> Thor. <laughs> oh my God. Great name. And I know because when I was trying to find more information on Valiant Thor, I just kept getting the bloody <laughs> band. <laughs> That's probably Music's why. not it's bad, probably part, but... It's part of the cover-up. <laughs> yeah, that's Nixon, his cover-up. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mean that. If, if you're fans, I don't mean that. But was this the same type of alien that was spotted by people in West Virginia? Like, some people reckon that Valiant Thor was just the same type of alien as Indrid Cold. And that they were kind of, like, gathering information and stuff. Yeah, what do you think of that, though? Do you think Valiant Thor could be, like, the same type of humanoid-looking alien that Indrid Cold is? Well, yeah, if the first, like, you know, if the first, if the, the description from New Jersey is uh, an exaggeration or whatever, 
Yeah. Then yeah, well, or even if we subtract that from like in- Ingrid Cole's yeah. that that case, the the second description you gave, the Woodrow. Uh, yeah, well yeah. Then, yeah, maybe a bit more, you know, because he kind of describes just a regular fellow. Yeah, to be honest, like we could do a whole episode on the whole Valiant Thor thing. There's a lot to it. Um, we but Valiant Thor was a character in American Horror Story, and when I looked at okay. it, like a picture of him, I was like, "That looks like that dude from that episode." And I was like, "Oh my god, that <laughs> is that dude," <laughs> um, which is really cool. I, I actually kind of want to rewatch that whole whole season now since I've been reading about this. But yeah, Valiant Thor. We could go into a whole deep dive on Valiant Thor. But my theory is right. That Indrid Cold wasn't a real alien, and they was kind of like either just like a robot or thing, or he was made in a made in a lab right. by like some other type of alien, maybe the alien Grays or something, mm-hmm. because they kind of fucked it up with the first one. <laughs> like they were yeah, like, yeah. let's put a smile on its face. Um, you know, that would put people at ease. Smiling means being friendly, but then they forgot to give it a <laughs> nose and ears, <laughs> and they just like scared the shit out of everyone, so they fixed it. And, like, it still scared the crap out of Woodrow. Because <laughs> he was, like... The guy is even interviewing him. He's like, why are you scared? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. He's no, just smiling be, right at him. Uh, I'm sorry, boss. We don't have the timelines to get the whole mouth-working vocal cords this time around. Oh, it's okay. Just use the proprietary, you know, telepathy. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fine. Use the Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah. Woodrow shows up and is like, don't be afraid. He's just like shitting himself. (laughs) Just like beaming the concept of please no fear into his brain. Yeah. (laughs) And then once they saw that Woodrow was like really scared, they were just like, oh, you know what? This isn't just, this just isn't going to work. Let's just send in the Mothman. (laughs) Released this beast into the wild. (laughs) Can't be friendly with humans. You might as well scare the shit out of them. So what do you make of it all, Ashin? Do you, do you think this is a new category of alien? Or is it a cryptid, or is it some kind of ghost, like the poltergeist story? I, I want to say alien, or alien adjacent. Mm, yeah, because there's a lot um, of, like, all the stories include either lights in the sky or a spacecraft of some kind. Uh, also, like, you know, in the 60s, that's, that's what was really big as well. So you think this is a new Not- category of alien, or do you think it's, like, an alien using something else to look human? <sighs> Maybe. I, li- I like that concept. I, li- I, I like the idea of, like, having to blend in. Because, like, you know, yeah. if you're a tourist... And you don't want to draw attention because you're just too otherworldly, or you know you have you have to like tone everything down because if they saw your raw form, it would be incomprehensible or something like that. I think I would be less scared of an a like an alien gray. If I saw an alien right. gray, I think I'd be less scared than if I saw a human smiling creepily at me with its eyes wide apart and no nose. Well, I mean, like I, I suppose it's because I'm looking at the picture of Valiant Thor, like. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a friendly man. individual. Like, you know, I, you know, I could be friends with him or I, I could have him tell me that, you know, nukes are bad. Yeah, like, I wonder if Valiant Thor was, like, the the successful model, you know? <laughs> Maybe. He, he's kind of serving me alien Rod Sterling vibes, actually, now that I look at him. <laughs> if that poor man that's in that picture is not Valiant Thor, then I feel so <laughs> sorry for him. Like, <laughs> Venus is really close to a shit version of Earth. Venus is? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. And I don't mean shit. I mean, like, potentially a bombed out version of Earth, if you know what I mean. Venus may once have been habitable. Oh. It's like an ongoing thing. Um, it used to be, potentially, it was like Earth-like. So, him coming, saying, we all live underground now. Nuke's bad. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that about Venus. 
Yeah, well, in fairness, it was about three three billion years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, there is other encounters of, like, humanoid-type alien things. I think it was Travis Walton who, when he was on, like, the spaceship after he got abducted, mm-hmm. that he saw, like, these blonde humanoids. And they're okay. just known as, like, the Nords, I think. <laughs> the Nordics. Aliens. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is all we have for this week, guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas or happy holidays or whatever you celebrate. We're going to be getting festive. We'll be recording before Christmas, but it probably won't go up until after Christmas. Yeah, we'll be recording next week. You'll probably get it after Christmas, our most festive episode. So uh, we'll talk <laughs> to you guys then, I guess. <laughs> have, a, have a cool Yule, have a happy Hanukkah uh, and everything else that's this time of the year. Just have a good, good, good day, good week. Bye-bye. Bye.